To the untrained eye, real estate is the business of shelter, of comfort, of home. But industry insiders know that just behind the curtain resides a world teeming with innovation and disruption and sometimes brutal competition. And there, in the midst of it all, stand our industry leaders, the folks with the answers to our million-dollar questions in real estate. We've got one of those leaders here for you today. I'm Jessica Edgerton. And I'm Tarko Heidinga from leading real estate companies of the world. Let's pull back the curtain. Welcome to Million Dollar Question. This is a Soulfire production. During the height of the pandemic, folks rallied to support local and family businesses as a way not only to protect local economies, but also as a way to connect with their communities during a time of isolation and uncertainty. According to a 2021 consumer report published by 5WPR, since the beginning of the pandemic, 65% of consumers adjusted their shopping patterns to support independent businesses. It's worth noting, however, that the shop local movement was already picking up steam before the pandemic. According to a study conducted by one poll, in 2019, millennial consumers were already spending twice as much as boomers on shopping small or putting their dollars purposefully toward community and family-owned businesses for both goods and services. And now that the pandemic is famous last words, perhaps, on the wane, support for independent businesses remains strong even as the economy continues to cool during the second half of 2022. Particularly among younger generations, uh, millennials and and Gen Zers, the reasons for supporting family and local businesses remain varied and compelling. Uh, Commitment to their community, better customer service, a more unique consumer experience, support for local economies, the reduction of negative environmental impact, convenience, and perhaps most significantly, higher quality products and services. So let's take that buy local trend and set it alongside a report by the Forbes Business Council from Q4 of last year that reported the number one trend that will drive the success of independent businesses in 2022 is the emotional intelligence and empathy of its leadership. Now add those two elements together, the power of independence and the power of emotional intelligence in company leadership. And as will be made clear to you when you meet her here in a moment, We've already discovered two of the many secrets to Carol Bowman's long-standing success as the CEO and chairman of Jack Conway and Company Incorporated. Let's leave it to Carol to give us a few more of those secrets now. Hi, Carol. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Jessica. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. I feel like it's been way too long since we've seen each other in person, but we do get occasional opportunities to see each other virtually. Hopefully, we'll get an in-person one pretty soon here. But in the meantime, likewise, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, We're going to dive right in. So, Carol, you are in so many ways, your company is the heart and soul of of the independent model. And I'm so excited to have you here to talk about it. Leading RE is 
based around the idea of true independent local uh, uh, businesses. And I was uh, so immediately excited to have you on to talk about this. Your dad, Jack Conway, started this company out of a single office in 1956. And since then, you've grown to be the largest locally owned independent real estate firm in Massachusetts, 25 offices, I think now, um, hundreds of agents from state coast to state coast, and you are not done growing. What has been your firm's secrets to balancing this amazing, healthy growth while really maintaining those community roots? First of all, thank you, Jessica, for saying all those kind things. You know, um, I'm very proud and honored to be able to continue the generational commitment here at Jack Conway. I worked with my dad, Jack, for many years, and I'm fortunate that my children all work with my husband and I now in various different capacities. Uh, but, you know, I, I would have to say our commitment to being a big company feel small is really important. And what I mean by that is the concept of in independence oftentimes uh, moves over to the concept of family. You know, what, what does it mean to have a family feel at a company? And, you know, what my agents tell me and what my managers tell me, the, the most important factor for them is accessibility, trust, comfort, um, support, you know, this is a very different market that we're in right now. There, there are a lot of different movement with players and new players and doing new types of things. And I believe what we've done successfully at Jack Conway is we've moved forward with modern commitments to obviously to technology and marketing, yet we've kept a commitment to some of the things that created us. And those are the roots of Conway local offices, local management, one-stop shopping, um, commitment to our community. You know, those things are really important to uh, the members of our organization. And I believe is a big part of the reason why we continue to grow. Uh, we are the right fit for a lot of people. And that has really made our company very special. And I think one of the things too, you know, when, when we talk about customers or consumers when it comes to a real estate brokerage, in many ways, we're talking not only about the community, those, those folks that your agents are working with, but to a certain extent, your agents as well, right? Because your agents come to you um, as independent contractors and are really looking for a perfect fit. And so you're, you're, you balance that in sort of a multi-tiered way. And as you look to now millennials and Gen Zers, I mean, these younger generations are really low uh, uh, ranking local business ownership as a top reason for patronizing certain establishments. And by patronization, that could be working as a, a buyer or seller as, or as an agent. They even prefer, according to the statistics, choosing local, um, even if that means giving up, you know, a, a wide breadth of products in certain accounts or discount big box pricing. Why, why do you think this is happening? Why is there this movement with some of our younger generations towards this local feel? This has been an interesting uh, trend to watch because there was a point 
in our history, and I think maybe the history of a lot of independence, where the big box companies um, started to really go through an enormous growth uh, trajectory, putting us in some regards at a disservice because our agents were looking for that. They thought that that was something that they might want, or there were agents out there that looked for that. And what we're seeing as an independent company is really the opposite now, is our, the agents that are joining us now, the Gen Z, the, the um, Gen X um, millennials, they are looking for something that's very tangible, something they can feel. Um, they love communities. They're moving out of the city of Boston and they want to be in a suburb where they go to the local coffee place. They go to the local hardware store. So Jack Conway and other independents who are members of Leading RE are becoming the cool thing in their eyes. And, you know, we, we, we have been that company for many, many years. And younger customers, first of all, are gravitating to us because we're local, but also younger agents are gravitating to us because interestingly, they want to be in the office. They want to be around the action. They want to be around the activity. They want to be part of the community events. We do a lot with giving back to our community organizations. And I think they feel that they have an opportunity to really have a voice here and do something impactful. So we're going to get back to some of the themes that you just discussed. But in the meantime, um, I want to bring up something that happened to your firm um, relatively recently. Jack Conway experienced a, a pretty terrible situation last year uh, with your headquarter offices. Can you tell us what happened? So two years ago, July, um, one of our buildings burned to the ground. And that building happened to be the location of my father's first headquarters. It's located in a town called Hanover, Hanover, Massachusetts. We're about 20 miles south of Austin. It's in the heart of what we like to call Conway country. Our 25 offices are sort of north and south and east and west of us. And when my dad was building this business, about 20 years into the growth. So he started in 1956. In 1972, he decided to build a one-stop shopping center. And in that building was his headquarters. So all the support staff, marketing, accounting, relocation, etc., our licensed school, but also our mortgage company, our insurance company, our commercial arm. So everything was under one roof. Kind of a relatively new concept back in the 1970s. And he operated out of this building. I'm saying this because we're actually in the same footprint and I'll explain that. We rel um, worked out of this location for a number of years, after which time he built another headquarters down the street in the next town over, Norwell, Massachusetts. So in the building that was at this footprint that I'm sitting at now, um, housed 15 outside vendors, I mean, uh, tenants, and also our sales office, our handover sales office. So our headquarters was no longer there, mortgage, title, insurance, et cetera. So my husband, who oversees the properties with me, 
I received a call in the middle of the night from our property manager that there was a fire in this building. Um, we never in a million years expected to see what we, we saw when we turned the corner from our town. Uh, and this building was completely burned to the ground. Fortunately, as much it, as it was um, an awful experience, it wasn't tragic because there was nobody there and there was no one hurt. Um, we had five or six different fire departments that answered the call and they were all safe, thank God. Also it was in the middle of COVID. So for us as a company, we had been working remotely for about six months at that point. So there were, were not major losses, except for obviously furniture and you know things. Um, so my husband asked me at some point during that day, what do you want to do? And I said, Mike, I want to rebuild. I want to move our headquarters back to our home here in Hanover. And I want to recreate that one-stop shopping center that my father had created many years ago with a twist of modern to it. So we started out an 18 month journey, uh, building plans and outfitting this building and working with designers and every single vendor we used was a local vendor. That was really exciting for us to be able to work and assist and support all these people during COVID and during some challenging times. We met some incredible people who really became part of our family. One of the things that was really exciting for me and Al Becker, the president of Jack Conway, we've had the opportunity through leading RE to be able to see many different real estate companies around the country. And so Al and I have had the opportunity to visit many of our leading RE partners all around the country. And we borrowed some ideas of things that we saw. We built, we have a floor of agent services with a classroom and a cafe, um, little huddles and meeting spots. There in that floor, an agent can get us continuing night class. They can do our new agent training. They can pick up a check from our accounting department. They can meet with our comedy creative team, our marketing department. And then the second and third floors are dedicated to our clients. And that's where our one-stop shopping center is located. We have our Hanover sales and we have three levels of outside space. Um, I was just downstairs and during lunchtime, my entire staff was outside having lunch together. And that's really cool to see. So it has been quite a journey. It's a, it has been a way to celebrate the past and nod toward the future with a lot of modern feels and concepts here. And, you know, I'll share one story. The president of our title company, Andy Bullman, attorney Andy Bullman, had shared with me the other day, we were on a call together, and he said, you know, this idea of one-stop shopping is really cool, this new idea of one-stop shopping. And, you know, he's a couple decades younger than me. And I thought, how cool is this? Yeah. One-stop shopping is new again. So we brushed off an idea that my father you know, and so many others had um, built their businesses around a number of years ago and brushed it off and made it shiny and new and appealing to today's buyer. So although, yes, devastating experience, something that I would never want to go through again, we were able to find opportunity and hope and um, provide something really exciting that both our agents and I believe our, the towns and our communities are really proud of. 
I love it. It's it's a very, you know, the story of the Phoenix, right? Um, renovation, renewal, and, and an opportunity to just um, rebrand, refresh. Um, I, I, I also love this story, though, because of what sort of happened next and how this ties back into the beauty of the independent company, the family-owned community-based company. Um, Paul Boomsma, my my boss, uh, was there with you, obviously. Um, he attended the inauguration of your offices and reported, not only are the offices glorious, I think was the word he used, um, but also that it was really a moving experience because so much of the community came out to celebrate and to show support, your clients and firefighters and your agents and families and staff and other local businesses. Talk a little bit about um, that experience and, and, and how you've developed this incredible um, route uh, in, in your community, not just from historical situations, but also you continue to be a hub in your community. What do you, what do, you do to make this magic happen, Carol? You know, Jessica, it, it, it's, I'm smiling as I'm listening to you because it was, for me, it was an emotional day because it was the culmination of two enormous projects. It also was a clear passing of sort of the torch from my dad to me and sort of over to my children because we've also gone through a leadership change here at Conway and my children are much more involved in the company and that's really exciting. So, and they, their fingerprint is on everything in here too because what was important about this, this facility is we wanted to acknowledge today and yesterday, but we also need to embrace tomorrow. So it, it kind of does all three things. And in fact, every single floor has a big life-size black and white photo of my dad um, speaking in front of a classroom, making a speech, and some, you know, quotes that he was known to have said. Um, so there's a nod to my dad on every single floor. Having Paul here was really special. Um, I was absolutely honored that he took the time out of his very busy schedule to be part of our community because it was a big outpouring of the community. You know, when we were planning this event, we wanted to make it something really special and, and like almost like a creative quilt you know, with threads of all different things. We had restaurants representing um, with, with different booths of food and we had food trucks here. We had cornhole games provided by this awesome vendor down the street, um, Rustic Marlin, who makes, you know, country um, wooden signs. Uh, we had the local uh, town high school jazz band playing. Um, we had another musician that was a local gentleman I'm singing on another floor. Uh, we had politicians. We had business owners. We had members of our ho local hospital and homeless shelters, um, the organizations that we support. Um, and then, of course, our buyers and our sellers and um, our incredible realtors. And not only our realtors, but they brought family members. And that was really cool, too. So, you know, when you're planning a party and you don't ask for RSVPs, so the day before you have all this food yep. and you have all these flowers and you have all these plans and you think, God, I hope somebody comes. <laughs> um, I never in a million years imagined that we would have the number of people come and just give us this incredible welcoming hug to the community 
we had over 400 people pass through in several hours. And then many, many people um, that I'm still bumping into at the grocery store, at the gym, you know, um, or at a meeting saying, geez, I'm sorry, I couldn't be there, but I saw the pictures on, on social media. It, there's something about this project that provided some hope. And, um, you know, this community is pretty tight knit, um, the community here in Massachusetts. We support each other. Um, we support people that are committed to the community and um, we want each other to succeed. And that was, it was really, for me, it was like a big community hug. And I'm very grateful for the people that, that supported us that day. Well, and you do plenty of hugging back to your community. Um, you mentioned philanthropic work before, and I know um, Jack Conway and, and you are, are involved very much in, in your community sort of on an ongoing basis. So it's not surprising you got lots of hugs when you needed a hug. Talk a little bit about your philanthropic work and um, how you sort of keep giving back to the community. You know, um, it's interesting, these, these last couple of weeks, um, I don't know if you're feeling the same thing, um, Jessica, but this, this is definitely event, event month. Um, a lot of people have not been able to hold events. And of course, we've got the summer months ahead of us. You know, springtime in Boston is always a beautiful time. So I've had an opportunity about twice a week, I'm going to an event tonight, um, where I've been able to be out at our community events, um, getting updated on what's going on in our community, who's needing the support, what have they done during COVID, um, how do they need our help. And again, they're, seeing the outpouring of support by all the business owners in this area, is it's really inspiring. You know, my mom and my dad um, taught me that giving back is not just a nice thing to do, it's an obligation. So it was, it was never an afterthought for me. As soon, as soon as I started working as a, you know, full-time here when I right out of college, but I, I knew that was part of my job. It, it was never a question that it wasn't. So I've had the opportunity to be able to continue some of the commitments that my father and my mother made many, many years ago, and then bring on some new things that are important to me and my, my realtors that are with us today. And um, so, you know, that's a really important part of what we do. And we sell homes here and we provide people an opportunity to realize, you know, the quote, American dream, right? But not everybody has that opportunity. And, you know, we make a living because people support us in the community. So it's our job to support them when they need something. So, you know, one of our most important um, organizations that we support is an organization called Father Bill's Mainspring. It's a, it's, um, a combination of two homeless or, um, shelter organizations that serve thousands and thousands of people in this area. My mother was actually one of the founders and many moons ago. And um, that's a really important organization for us because, you know, we help the people that have the opportunity to buy a home but not everybody has that opportunity. So um, I always feel honored to be able to assist in you know, a small way to be able to do that or maybe raise awareness in other ways. You not only, though, focus on the community outside of the four walls or four walls times 25 offices, but all of your walls, you also very much focus on the community within those walls, your agents and your staff. And I got to sort of see that in action a couple of years ago following the um, 
murder of, of George Floyd and your company's immediate response to that. You know, so many co companies were sort of floundering about how, how to respond, what to do, how to put out public messages. And you guys just sort of came together and responded to what you felt your folks needed at that time. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Yeah, I'm glad you asked about that, Jessica, because, you know, when I think back on impactful times in my career, that was a big one and um, for all of us, right? And we have had a collective emotional reaction, I believe, as a national community to what happened with George Floyd. And one of the benefits, and this is a huge benefit, to owning your own company and not being so large that you, that you can't make a decision is that I can make a decision pretty quickly. You know, if it's something I feel really strongly about, and I felt strongly about that, I have a few trusted advisors that I can speak to, certainly Al Becker, um, our president, my children, my husband, you know, several others. You know, but within a day, I can, I can get everybody's thoughts and feedback on something, and we can just jump in and roll up our sleeves and, and have our voice heard. So in the case of the murder of George Floyd, I felt that our communities were really in pain, were searching for answers, were confused, um, maybe fearful. And um, so, you know, we were able to get some messages out pretty quickly. One of the things that we did, and um, it, was, it, was, it was something that was a little different for me, um, I interviewed several members of our organization that represent parts of our population that are considered minorities. So I called each one of them and asked them, would you be willing to share how this made you feel? With the goal of educating us as a company, educating me, explain to me how this affected you. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman in business. I'm a woman business owner. And there are still not a lot of women business owners. So situations affect me differently than they will affect a male business owner. They'll never see things completely from my, my lens, but it doesn't mean that they can't stop and ask questions and try to understand, right? So that's what my quest was, was teach us, explain to us what we need to know right now. And so we... Um, scheduled this conversation. It was all done via Zoom. And I invited some people outside. My, my mother came and some family members. And these individuals that were all on the panel, they invited their family members. Uh, and they were just absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I asked them some questions that, you know, it's, these are not questions that I generally ask in, in a day-to-day -day situation. You know, you know, in business, we, we ask things that are kind of black and white. We don't really get into the underbelly of, of how people really feel. And um, that's what we did. And it was, um, it was emotional. They were amazingly honest um, and so good to explain things from different perspectives. And they all came from a different perspective too. And we learned and I learned and I believe our organization learned. And so I was really proud of them. I was really proud of how amazing they were. And in fact, 
the first gentleman that I called to ask him if he would be willing to um, come on this um, Zoom call. I, I asked him the question, but somehow my, my voice must have sounded a little nervous or a little serious. He said, Carol, oh, that's all you wanted to ask me? He said, I thought you were closing our office. <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh, I was so nervous to ask you. And he said, you didn't need to be. And so it was it was really very eye-opening to me and it made me realize just quite how special this company is. I'm hearing themes as we as we chat training and education, but also so much listening, so much hearing, not just listening, but really, really sort of absorbing um, the the words and the vibrations from 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 your community and, and from your staff. And um, that kind of leads into my next question, which is you've mentioned you've got not one, not two, but three, four kids that are now part of your business. You also work with your husband. There's very much, you know, a family feel. You, the, the, the company, you know, you inherited the company from your dad. How do you, I've got three kids at home and I, like, if I can get them to sit down and like not fight over a piece of chicken, like a bunch of like crazy people, I'm, I've got, I've had a good day as a mom. How do you do it, Carol? Um, okay, well, that's an interesting question because I, I honestly think I did nothing. Um, you know, just like everything else, it's sort of power of attraction, right? I, um, my, Mike and I, my husband's name is Mike, and we, as you mentioned, Jessica, we have four children. We have 10 grandchildren. Um, all four of our children live in the same town as we live in, and all 10 of our grandchildren all within a mile and a half of our home. So we're together a lot. Um, we work together. We play together. Um, you know, we're, you know, I would consider us a very close family. But that's not without its emotion, its stress, its competition. Um, you know, my oldest daughter, Katie Clifford, is our CFO. She was named CFO this year after being with us for five years and being with Morgan Stanley in New York City as a vice president for 12. And she is absolutely incredible um, taking care of the financing for our company and working with my team. And then two of my children, Corey Nagel and um, Mike Bullman, are realtors with us and are successful and um, they really help us build the company. And my fourth, my third child, Jack, runs our marina business with my husband. And he also helps my husband with our properties. So we all sort of work together. My husband oversees the properties and runs our marina businesses. We have three boat marinas. We are, it's a coastal community. And then my son, Jack, works with him on that in the buildings. So um, they all came to work with us, you know, on different paths. You know, some did not come right to the company, like Corey and Katie had other careers outside of Conway. Jack always worked in the marina business. We, you know, he's no one that loves boats, fishing, and motors more than Jack. Um, and Michael came right out of college. He worked as an intern in one of my offices in South Boston. So they all came to us in different ways. Um, I think we all share one, a couple things. First of all, we're all highly passionate about what we do. Um, that comes with a lot of fun challenges, too. Um, we... Um, are very committed to family business. I think we're very committed to each other. Um, we also share a really intense work ethic. Uh, you know, the kids have always, you know, worked hard. 
and started working at a young age. And um, so, you know, today they all work with us. They, you know, they may go different ways as they go, get older. At this point, there's no signs of it, which is amazing to me. I, I literally pinch myself when I think about the fact that I work with all my child, children every single day. Um, so, you know, family dinners are always kind of important. We had, um, we celebrated my husband, my husband's birthday is today and we celebrated on Sunday at our house and we live at one of our marinas. So it's, it's on the water and the kids are all swimming in the, in the kayaks and, you know, cooking burgers and dogs. And it's, it's an, it's nuts. I mean, there's lots of people and lots of kids and, um, you know, lots of talk of real estate and, um, and, you know, some of the non you know, the in-laws, I think sometimes we should be talking about real estate less. Uh, but, you know, they also support their spouses enormously. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm really just very blessed and very fortunate. Uh, you know, we're like every any family, though. We're not without our challenges. And um, we talk about things really openly. I think that's one thing that, uh, you know, my husband brings a lot to the table. He's enormously organized and He's great at the financial side, and he's a he's a um, retired banker. Um, and he the you know his oversight of the buildings. I, I could never do this without him. Um, I believe what I bring to the table is I'm the mom. I want to make sure everybody's getting along. There's a lot of communication. We talk a lot. Um, if something's starting to bubble, we talk about it. On the other hand, if something's starting to bubble between you know my two salespeople that are both selling real estate, I don't get involved in that. They're adults, they can work that out themselves. And I think that's also important, you know, so I have to know where my boundaries are because these are adults, they're not children. And um, so, you know, Mike and I talk about that a lot. You know, he helps me and I help him, you know, work through some of the challenges of, should I jump into this or should I stay in my lane? And, you know, we talk that through a lot. So um, it's good. It's really good. And I'm really blessed. And um, we're having a blast. In about 10 years, I may come to you and say, I want all of my kids around me for business. Tell me, tell me more. <laughs> How do I make it happen? <laughs> so Carol, you have really been a leader to, to thousands during your career. Um, as, we, as we end our uh, our, our session today. Can you leave our listeners with the one piece of leadership advice that has really helped carry you through some of the biggest challenges that you've dealt with over the years? You know, I think, I think that would be to allow yourself to be you. Again, I come back to being a woman. I, I mean, I'm almost 60 and I'll turn 60 in November. And I grew up in a time when, you know, Breaking the Glass Ceiling was the book we were all reading. Um, back when I was in my 20s, as a working woman, there was a lot that we had to overcome. And there were things that were done by the generation before us that we were benefiting from. And in order to succeed, you had to be better than everybody around you. You had to, you had to outwork everybody. On the other hand, we don't need to be something that we're not. And I think what's really important, you know, as a woman in business, it was providing maybe the emotional intelligence, the listening um, skills, the 
kind of the less tangible skills to my organization and the people that I work around. Um, you know, other people may provide something different, but I think the, the key is be yourself, be the only true self you can be. Um, know that we're not perfect. We are going to make mistakes. Apologize quickly if you feel like you've made a mistake and try to make an amends. I think that's really important and do it sincerely. And um, be a good example to other people. Um, and, you know, truly care. And, I, you know, I, I think that's something that um, in order to really be happy in both your business and personal lives, especially when they bleed together like they do in, in our roles, um, being vulnerable and being your own true self um, is really important. So I, I think that's um, a big part of it. Um, you've got to really be willing to work hard. And, um, you know, not everybody wants to work hard. And our best realtors, our best organizations are run by leaders that not only work hard, but they work smart, and but they also take care of themselves. And I think that's really important. Carol, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here. I love listening to your stories and your wisdom. Um, and I'm so glad that you're part of the Leading RE Network. It is um, an honor always to, to spend time with you. Listeners, thank you for thank being you, with us. <laughs> thank you. The honor is truly my all mine. And one thing I did not say that I would love to add, if it's okay with you, is um, leading RE. We could not actually do this without being members of leading RE. So that's a really important piece. And I say that to every single recruit that I ever talk to. I talk to a lot of people that are interested in joining our company is that Leading RE provides us the bedrock and the opportunity to be that big company with the small deal because we're global with Leading RE. And I'll give you an example. Um, a woman is joining us um, that I've been work working um, on connecting with over the last three or four years. She's joining us in a week and she's just a really special person and she shared something. I went to a Rotary Club um, event last night where she was being honored and she invited me, which was really neat. And she said to me, she said, Carol, do you know the reason why I joined Conway? And I said, no, what, what is the, you know, she said the, the one reason, the most important reason. I said, no, what is that? And she said, you honor the whole person, not just the numbers. And, you know, I think that's a really critical thing to keep in mind, but we cannot do that without this network. She texted me today and said, I have a customer looking for a piece of property up in Maine. As a member of Big Box Company, she can place that, that deal. She can place it with us, too. And not only that, but they're friends of ours. So that's a critical piece to us. So thank you for that. Well, we wouldn't be the network we are without members like you. So Synergy, thank you so Thanks, much, Jessica. Carol. Talk to you soon. And again, hopefully, hopefully get to see you in person in real life soon as well. Listeners, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks so much for having me. Be well. Enjoy the rest of the day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.